All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Joy Woodard. I'm here with the Borderland Sports And today, reviewing our Borderland Sports Report First City All-Teamers. And sitting next to me, I have Miss Leslie Mojica from Burgess High School. Good morning, Leslie, how are you? Good morning, I'm good, how about yourself? I'm doing great, thank you. Well, first of all, congratulations on making BSR First Team. How do you feel about that? Um, it's a pretty exciting thing. Mainly as a sophomore, I'm young and I'm still learning. So to be um, rewarded amazing yeah i think that's really awesome and I'm, it's a testament to who you are and what you've done so congratulations it is a well-deserved honor but you're right you're a sophomore so what do you think motivates you uh every day in practice what do you think got you to this point um i think my mom's my biggest motivation and can be the best the best player i can be Awesome. And what, what injury did you have? Um, I tore my ACL meniscus a year ago in area as a freshman. Wow. And then you said right now you are without a break. Is that correct? Yes. I just got released off of it. Wow. That's, that's a lot of mental fortitude. What helped keep you going during that injury? What got you? Well, what kept you focused so that you could get back to this point? Um, honestly, I just like winning. So I just pretty much thought like, if I can just keep winning, I'm focused and I keep wanting to win. It's just going to keep motivating me to push harder and try my best. Awesome. So can you tell me, what are your goals for basketball? What do you want to do in life with this? Um, I'm tr I want to play college ball, even if it's just like JUCO. It doesn't have to be D1. I don't think it's very important to play D1 as long as I'm playing what I like to do. It's something I love, and if I can keep going forward with it, then I'm, I will. Well, that's awesome. I can really hear your love and your passion for the game. So my last question to you is what advice would you give younger players looking to be in your spot in the future? Um, I started playing basketball when I was in seventh grade. So I'd say um, 
start while you're young. Don't don't limit yourself to things, to sports. Um, keep your eyes, keep your options open. Watch a lot of film. Learn from other people. Learn from your mistakes and just practice. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Leslie. I look forward to seeing you. I'm sure I'll be playing against you in the future, but it was very nice to meet you, and good luck uh, this summer, and good luck next season. Thank you. All right, congratulations. Thank you. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, we have Miss Victoria Perez from San Eli High School. Hi, Victoria. How are you today? Good, and yourself? I'm doing great. Well, congratulations. What is this for you guys? It's the fifth is it the fifth district and by district championship or what's what's your streak six i think six, six both yeah six both well that's an awesome thing you know what do you think is a key to success out there at Sanelli? honestly just working really hard um it's hard to come from like a smaller school with lesser girls in jv and like less competition like when you play against like smaller teams or whatever but just working really hard like as a team like running every sprint the best as you can like finishing your little stuff like just focusing on the little stuff well i know coach contreras she's awesome and we we've been really good friends for a few years what do you think uh sh what's her biggest uh piece of advice that she's given you as a player to be successful mm. i would have to say working hard i think it also with her like she always gives us her 110 percent, and like that rubs off on like everybody on the team like we know not to go into practice and be fooling and like she gives us like the same in return right for a few years you got to play with your sister Natalia, yeah. and now you have become the leader uh what was it like playing without her this year and having to really step into that leadership role in the program it was tough honestly um last year i kind of took like we took a step back like she was a leader and like we all respected that and she did a really good job at it and this year like i last year i focused a lot on like the little things that she would do and like i just brought that this year and like did what she did last year and just kind of did it like my way, but really focused on like little things that she did. Awesome. And I know she just finished her first year at York College. She's playing college basketball and that's where you want to go mm -hmm. in the future. What is the biggest piece of advice she gave you you've taken now in your game or in your life so that you have a chance to be where she's at? Um, just don't take things for granted. Like just play every game like as best as you can because you don't know like where your future is going to go. So just like play with everything you have. That's awesome. And you talked about being a small school with, you know, fewer kids on JV, but you guys compete with the big dogs here in El Paso. What does that say about your program? A lot. Um, Natalia and Camila really worked hard their freshman year and sophomore year to create a name for themselves. And they really, like, helped our school to just become, like, known not, like, as a little school, just known as, like, to be good in sports and, like, better than, like, what people would expect. So they really worked hard to, like, make a name for themselves. Well, that's awesome. And then your plans are to go to college as well. Ed, do you have any options or what are you looking at as far as going to college at this point? Um, I just know that I want to play and I want to go somewhere a little bit further away. <laughs> but yeah, I just know I want to play in college for sure. Well, awesome. I think you have a good chance and you have a good head on your shoulders. Thank you so much for spending, spending the, mor the morning with us. Have a great day, okay? Thank you. Too. All right, bye. Now we are here with Miss Tiana Lidge, who is going to Southern University next year. Good morning, Tiana. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great to see you here with us this morning. Um, when did you start playing basketball? It hasn't been that long, has it? No, I started playing my freshman year. Freshman year at Andrews, correct? Yes. 
And then this year you were named District 1 5A MVP, is that correct? Yes. That, that's pretty awesome considering only four years playing. Uh, what do you think is the key to your success? Um, a lot of my success is from my coaches and my teammates because they always pushed me and they never gave up on me and they just always encouraged me to keep moving forward even if I had like, a bad day or a bad game. They never stopped pushing me to keep moving forward. That's awesome. And then you guys had another successful year at Andrus. Your coaches have done a really good job of really bringing that uh, fervor back to your program. What do you think has been the biggest change that you've seen in your program from your freshman year to now? Um, I would say my role in it. Because my freshman year, I was obviously on freshman class trying to still learn the game. My sophomore year, I didn't really play a lot. I was more watching, seeing how things started going, how things were supposed to be done. And it really started to change my junior year because I became more of a leader and started doing more. And then that all picked up a lot when my senior year, even though it was kind of different and weird because of Corona, but it really just pushed me to be like a leader for my team. And you talked about leadership, being a leader. What does a leader, uh, what does it entail to be a leader for your program? Um, just being able to pick people up when they're down and just pushing people to keep moving because everybody's not going to have their best game every game. And you just have to tell them, hey, yeah, you're not doing good on offense, but hey, you're up on defense, keep pushing, the rest will come through. Right. Awesome. And now you're a D1 athlete, what, five months away from going to Southern. Uh, what can people learn from your story? Because it's such an awesome story. Four years playing and now a D1 athlete. What can they learn from you? Um, I would say it's all in what you want to do. Because you just have to put, believe in yourself and surround yourself with people who believe in you and just want to see the best in you and just work hard. Awesome. Yeah, hard work. There's no substitute for hard work, so I know you're going to continue working hard, and we wish you good luck, and we'll see you next year in college. Thank you. All right, bye. <laughs> Thank you. And up next, we have young sophomore, Ms. Jalen Morrison. Good morning, Jalen. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning. Um, I see you have a cast on there. What happened? So I was in a tournament last August and I landed, I landed normal, but like on the inside, I felt like a pop and I played throughout season. I wanted to play, um, I needed surgery for it. And I said, no, cause I wanted to play my sophomore year. So after season, I got the procedure done. I tore my tendon. And how long are you going to be out? Um, six to 12 weeks. That's a long time yeah. for you. I mean, as long as I've known you, um, you've been doing something every single day for your entire life. I don't think you've sat out maybe more than a week, if ever, in that time. So how are you able to, ha able to handle this and uh, stay focused on your goals? You know, um, since I can't do a lot of lower body stuff, I do a lot of upper body. So it's to stay in shape for, you know, next season coming up. And, yeah, it's basically what I do. Awesome. And you're, you're a two-sport athlete or you're a three-sport athlete? Um, I'm a three-sport athlete, basketball, volleyball, and track. Awesome. And of the three, which would you say is your favorite? Basketball, definitely. Basketball. Well, you have a huge legacy in basketball for your family. Your mom was a great basketball player. Your uncle, Sal. You have your uh, older brother, Jason, your cousin, Sal, and your cousin, Caesar, that all played at Hanks with you. What does that mean to have a great familial legacy at the same high school that you're playing at? You know, it's, um, it's fun. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just wanted to keep playing to, like, for it to run in the family and in the future. 
Awesome. And you guys had a really good season at Hanks this year. Tell us a little bit about the highlights of your season. Um, so this year, um, I was improving on my outside shot. Um, it was really fun playing with the team this year, especially with the new coach. Um, he really just let us play. And, you know, he just let us do what we had to do as our own. Yeah, I saw a lot of people who had previously been role players really step up and take a leadership role. Um, how were you guys able to bond and adjust to that new system that he has for you guys? Um, it wasn't much to adjust. He just really let us play. Like, he just told us, just play. That's awesome. And that, that's freeing. Awesome. And, and you probably just have been playing your whole life, and you have some aspirations. What do you want to do with basketball in the future? Um, I want to continue to play in college. Um, that's I just want to play. Just want to play. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And, you know, you're just a sophomore. You were named the BSR to the first team All-City. You're named El Paso Times All-City. How do you keep motivated? I mean, you've accomplished so much at a young age. What's going to keep you motivated going forward? <sighs> what keeps me motivated? I don't know. I just <laughs> love playing. That's all. That's simple. That's all. The love of the game. Well, that's all, Jalen. <laughs> we look forward to watching you the next few years. I hope you heal up soon, and then we'll see you soon, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, next up in our BSR All City interviews, we have Miss Jennifer Valdez from Mountain View High School. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm pretty good in yourself. Pretty good. Awesome. Congratulations on this honor. How does it feel to uh, make this list this year? I feel very, I'm, I feel accomplished with myself because, you know, I'm a junior and it's it's just, it's just very happy. I'm just very happy about it. That's awesome. Over the last few years, you guys at uh, Mountain View have been really building that program. What do you attribute to your continued success and growth out there? Mm, well, really just, I don't know, just keep playing as a team so we can keep being successful for next year too and just setting examples to the younger ones. Awesome. What would you say is your uh, primary role in your, in your program? Mine, I try to be a leader in my program because I try to be talking like all the time in the court, telling people like where to go or what to do or like just keeping them high when they're feeling low. Just try to do that for them. That's great. And, and who do you think instilled that in you? Who, was the, who were the ones that you looked up to that now you can say, you know what, they showed me the ropes and now I can show the other ones the ropes as we're going through? My sister for sure. She played at Mountain View too and she was a leader. She, she would... Like, be that role model to people, and that's what I would want to be. Awesome. So when did you know that you guys were going to have a pretty strong season? You know, we went through the whole quarantine and all the challenges. When did you know that, you know, you guys were going to have a pretty strong season this year? Honestly, since the first game, um, we all played together very well, and we got a win our, in the first game. So from that, it just set, like, a tone for us, and we just try to build off from it. Great. And so next year's your senior year. What are some goals that you have personally and what do you what goals have you guys set as a team for next year? For as a team, we plan on winning area and that's like our main goal. And do you plan on pursuing a career in basketball or even volleyball outside of high school? Do you plan to play in college? Yes, I do. I do. Awesome. Well, I think you're on the right track and I wish you good luck and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us this morning. Thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> Thank you.
All right, we've got a real special interview right now. We get to interview and present the Borderland Sports Report's Outstanding Player of the Year Award to none other than Kenya Tio's senior phenom, Miss Alyssa Bonilla. Good morning, Alyssa. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Congratulations on uh, being named the BSR's Outstanding Performer of the Year. How does that feel for you? It feels really great. I mean, I'm, like, really humbled about it. I just... Yeah. You know, it's awesome to see you. I mean, you're, you're really quiet. You seem a little shy. But when you step on the court, you're a completely different person. How do you turn that switch on when you step on the court? It's just different. I mean, it's like something I love to do is just be on the court. It's just like me, just block out everything and just play basketball. And, and you know what I love about your game? You're not just an offensive player. You get after it defensively as well. You're an all-around player. What do you think, how do you feel when you walk into a gym and people look at you and they're like, oh, she's tiny, she can't do it, and then you get on the court and you just tear it up? What, what motivates you to just to go and show people about up every single time you're on the court? I think it's just my size. Like Everybody just thinks nobody could do anything because they're small, so I feel like I have to prove the point. And make it a point to like people that are short that they could do anything. I think that's great. I'm, I'm short, too, so I understand. I get motivation from you, too. Um, but you've been proving people wrong and, and making a statement as long as I've known you. You know, your freshman year, you were the newcomer of the year um, in uh, 2-5A, and then you guys went over to 1-5A. And then last year, you were the um, MVP for the district. Now in 2-5A, you're the MVP for the district. You were just named Outstanding Player of the Year. You're TGCA All-State Player of the Year. You were named All-American. I mean, those are really awesome feats. Uh, what can you tell, like you said, motivate those younger players? What can people learn from watching you and your game and the success that you've had? I think it's just like dedication to the game. Like you just have to work hard and you'll get to where you want to be. Awesome. So tell us about that all-star game. It's in San Antonio. Is it this coming weekend? Yes. It's on Friday. It's in San Antonio. It's all the elite girls, all the nationwide girls, and I'm the only D2 going to that. So it's really big. And you're the first person, I think, in El Paso history to make that, that uh, pool. What does that mean uh, to El Paso to have a representative like you playing in that game? I think it's great because then it like, it like sends a message that everybody could do it. It's possible for anybody here in El Paso to be able to go out. Awesome. And speaking of anyone can do it, you guys took down a juggernaut in Amarillo High in the area game. I watched that game, the entire game. Uh, me and my team watched it online, and we were, we were, of course, rooting for you. But you just took care of that game. You were poised. Um, what does it mean to your program to get to that point and beat such a, a – uh, uh, predominant team in the di in the in this in the state. It's just like the confidence that we have, and like that Ganotillo is just not like it's more than what everybody thought it would be because it's like Ganotillo was like really not that good at sports or whatever. But now we like showed up as to what Ganotillo really is. That's great. You know, I saw at the end of the game, Coach uh, uh, Lopez picked you up, gave you a big hug. It seems like you two have a really good relationship. How has he impacted you over your last four years in high school? He impacted me a lot. He really taught me how to be a leader on and off the court. He talked to me how to talk to the girls and get them to where we were in the season. And we just we were just really close. That's awesome. And, and now it's over. Your high school career is over, but you're on to bigger and better. You're getting ready to go play college basketball. What is a legacy that you hope that when people look back at you and they look at Alyssa Bonilla, what is a legacy that you want people to say you've left on El Paso basketball, but also at uh, – 
at Canyon Teal High School? Um, just that, I don't know, like that. I'm just like a great player in that. I just hope that those those girls that I left were like winning area. Like I hope they could like come back next year and like just get farther. Well, awesome. It's been great watching you these last four years. Can't wait to see what you do in college. We'll be watching you. You've made El Paso proud. Congratulations on this honor. Thank you for being us with us this morning, and we'll see you later. Thank you so much. All Bye. right. Bye-bye. We are back with the Borderland Sports Reports All-City Outstanding Coach of the Year, Mr. Eric Weaver from Chapin High School. Hey, Coach, how are you? Well, how are you, young lady? Good, thank you. Congratulations on being named Outstanding Coach of the Year. What does this honor mean for you? It means everything for our kids. It's a testament to the young ladies that put the work in this year, bought into what it is that we are attempting to do, and um, the success that they achieved on the basketball court. Um, it's our job as coaches to give them an opportunity to be successful, set them up for whatever is best for their talents, and then get out of their way and just guide them in their process. And those young ladies are competitive. They want to win, and that was the results. And I get to sit here and say, you know, that we at Chapin High School were able to achieve a lot this year, and I'm, and I'm very happy and uh, proud to receive the award. It's very gracious of you. That's awesome. And this is just your first year at Chapin. Um, and, you know, considering all the obstacles that we had to face this year, when did you know that you guys were going to have a pretty special season? Pretty early on. Um, Eye contact is a big thing with young young athletes in general, and when they walk in hungry for you know guidance and wanting to be better, they took everything that we asked them to do as a coaching staff and ran with it. Um, they forced us to really up our timeline, um, like we spoke on before. Um, we're a little ahead of schedule in my eyes. Um, I think we've achieved a little bit more than I thought we would early on, simply because of the tremendous mindset of those young ladies willing to take coaching. And that's and that's resulted in you know the success that we had and being able to win a district championship for the first time in almost a decade, and um, get a by district playoff win and really show that we're capable of doing some great things in the playoffs moving forward. Well, congratulations. What is the culture that you're trying to build there at Chapin? It's one of um, we have we have a saying at at, at Chapin High School. It's uh, ACC accountability, commitment, and character. 
So those are the things that we always fall back on. Every decision that we make falls into the one of those three categories. Um, the basic accountability being willing to be held accountable for everything we say that we are committed to um, and understanding what that commitment means. Once we make that commitment, there are no choices. You are dedicated to that commitment. And then the character that you show within that, your daily behaviors, do they match the commitment that you made? If not, then we need to reassess what that commitment is. Are we, do we agree to be held accountable to that and go through that process over and over again? So as long as it falls into one of those three categories, it's what we do. If it doesn't fall into that, then it's out of line with who we are and we need to reassess what we're doing moving forward. You know, that's a lot to implement and get the girls to buy in in a, in a one-year time period, really less than a, a year. Yes, um, so what do you say, uh, what about you and that fit with Chapin was able to make that happen in such a short uh, period of time? Um, I, I, I live up here. Um, my history as a coach is very deeply rooted here as a basketball coach at the high school level with my, with my years at Andrus and being able to come back here to the Northeast. It's just personalities fit, you know, where you fit. Um, home is home. And for me, the Northeast is home. Um, and you're going to have to pry the keys out of my hands when it comes to Chapin. And Northeast in general, I feel like it's a place of loyalty. When you, someone looks you in the eye and understands that you're there for them, and, they, and it's a genuine you know, feeling of, hey, I'm here for your best interest. This is not about me. And reminding them of that, and then your behaviors show that. The buy-in becomes very, very deep, and, and the young ladies will run through walls for each other, more importantly than for me. It's not about us or the coaching staff. It's about these young ladies. And if they're willing to buy into each other that way, then we can't be anything but successful. And they've learned those lessons. And being a fierce teammate and on the basketball court and in life is what it's all about. And if they'll do that for each other, then they'll be successful moving forward, and that's all that matters. We'll win basketball games as a result. That's great, Coach. And you said a moment ago you're a little bit ahead of a little bit ahead of schedule. Yes, so, how do you build on this with such great success in, in one year? How do you build? Where are you going from here? Uh, being able to return so many players, um, we graduate two seniors, um, but having eight girls that return with experience, um, their level. It's again, it's about their level of expectation, not necessarily ours. We as coaches, we find out what it is that they want, and then we push the bar a little bit farther ahead, dare them to dream a little bigger. Um, Big, big goals and aspirations require a lot of work, um, but it's something that I'm not unfamiliar with. So understanding what that process is every day and, and really engaging ourselves in the process of getting better, not allowing the opinions of others to a degree or the scoreboard to dictate how we feel about our work. Our day-to-day -day work is, is the joy of basketball. That day-to-day -day camaraderie, that, that, that communication that continues to build and, and buy into each other, that, that connectivity that ladies on, on a very personal level can have much deeper connections than boys tend to. Boys can be mad at each other and play and win. Girls can't. They need to love each other. And the more you can cultivate that and, and make everybody understand that we're all here for each other, it, it, it makes for a great atmosphere and it can only lead you to more and more success moving forward. And then, of course, reminding them of how it felt the last time. And you always want to move a step forward. You always want to have a, you know, a little bit more achievement the next year. So right now with a district championship and a Bizer district championship under our belts, now it's achieve the best possible seed we can for the playoffs, which if we can win a district championship, great. But then from there, making sure that we advance through that area around, push into potentially the Sweet 16 and forward, and then make that our day-to-day -day routine, the expectation of winning every single day. 
And I think you bring a, a unique perspective to the girls' game, having coached on both sides, yes. uh, men's and women's basketball. Um, but you also saw that uh, Chapin boys had a really great uh, yes, season ma'am. this year. So Chapin basketball as a whole is moving in the right direction. Um, what does that say about the culture at the campus? How does that benefit you guys as a program or both programs, that, you think? That, that's a direct reflection of the administration. We spoke on it a little bit before. It takes four parts to be successful. Um, an administration that understands and has an expectation for winning to a degree and will support whatever it is that you're doing. A coaching staff that's on the same page, players that can play and will buy into each other, and then parents that reflect that message on a daily basis. And at Chapin, it starts from the top down. Coach Marsh at Chapin High School expects to win. Co uh, myself and Coach Lewis were there for a reason, because we have winning pedigree, we're winning basketball coaches, and we're expected to deliver that at Chapin High School. And when you have that level of expectation, before you ever walk in the gym, you don't really have to explain what you're about. You're there because you are already bought into that. And I think our reputation precedes us when it comes to that with basketball at Chapin High School. And we take great pride in that, knowing that if you're going to win a championship, if you're going to do anything in this town when it comes to basketball, you have to come through Chapin High School. You have to come through our gym. That's, that's not an, a, a, a statement of arrogance. That's a simply a confidence and a belief in what it is that we do. We feel like we, are, we should be in that place on a yearly basis. And because we're putting in the work that we do every day, I think we're allowed to say, hey, yes, we belong in that conversation. And when it comes time to winning, we believe that we can, we, we'll prove it on a nightly basis. We'll allow those 32 minutes to determine whether we deserve to say that or not on a nightly basis, so. Well, the landscape of 15A is gonna be very interesting for the next few years. We wish you good luck and congratulations on this award and I'll be seeing you soon, Coach. Thank you, ma'am, pleasure. Thank you. Well, a couple things. Uh, the recruiting process is always uh, going to be challenging, especially uh, when you come to a junior college and, you know, having to go out and explain to parents and, you know, players the, the you know, the benefit of being able to do that. So what are some of those benefits that a student athlete who is looking to continue to play in college could gain from that two-year or even that one-year experience there at a junior college? Now joining me for the Borderland Sports Reports All City First Team Photo Shoots and Interview, I have Mr. Jay Hernandez from Senelli. Good morning, Jay. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. That's good. Uh, tell us about your season. How did your season go this year? Um, it was good. I mean, it got cut short because of COVID, but um, we still got 20 games in. We finished 12 and 8. We won a by district championship, and we lost in the we lost in the area round. Right, Coach Pettis told me you guys started off a little slow, um, and then you guys ended uh, ended the season twelve and two. What do you think was the biggest difference for you guys from that beginning of the season to your finish? Um, I would have to say we started off short in the beginning of the season. We had about like six guys that were playing. Um, I guess we, I guess like during uh, during the season, we just kind of gelled together. Like everybody started coming, um, we got our ten guys back, and we just gelled together. That's what helped us. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I heard you say you're going to go play college next year. Is that what you said? Yes, I'm going to go play college. And next where are you going to go? Um, I'm making a, a decision this week. It should be this week. Um, yeah, you're posting it. Well, awesome. Um, what do you think was the biggest key when, when you make that decision? What was the key to the program that you're going to choose? Um, just being able to handle it financially. And um, it's where I want to be. Um, that's where I feel like it's, it's going to help me um, later on in my career. And what do you think that you can, um, what the other young men at San Eli can learn from you? Uh, you guys are a small community, but you're getting ready to go play college basketball. You have that opportunity. What can they learn from you? Um, just work hard. I mean, um, freshman year, I wasn't really one to, like, nobody really saw me as going to college. So, I mean, just over the years, um, I was just working hard. I'm working on my craft, trying to learn how to score one-on-one, -on -one, um, getting teammates open, just be a um, nasty defender. I mean, it's just really what it is. I think I think that's the the biggest point. Uh, being a nasty defender, I like that because defense is my big thing. Um, what is it? Uh, what's your best play on the court? When you think about, it, you said the, the being a nasty defender, but if you think about, oh, that's the highlight I want people to see. What is that for you? Um, man, I don't know. Just diving for balls, um, getting block shots. And that's awesome. Those are all the intangibles that sometimes people don't see, but that make a big impact. So, Jay, congratulations on making the first team all city for the BSR. We wish you luck in the future, and we'll be waiting your announcement this week. Yes, thank you. All right, thank you. All right, and now with the Borderland Sports Report first team all city interviews, we have Mr. Tony Brown. Good morning, Tony. How are you? Good, and yourself? Good, thank you. So you play at Bel Air for Coach Dibler, huh? Yes, ma'am. I've known Coach Dibler since school. <laughs> he was a, I think, a graduate assistant. I went to Hanks. He was a graduate assistant, and he started out there, and then he's been at Bel Air ever since. Um, he's done such a great job with that program. Um, can you tell me, what is the biggest piece of advice that he's given you guys as a program or as players? Playing together. We try to focus on playing together, playing team ball most of the time, just keeping everybody involved, moving the ball. So we, he really focuses on getting everybody involved in offense and defense. That's awesome. What's your specialty, offense or defense? I say I'm more of an all-around player. I like to play everything. It's like you need everything to play the game. Play it in every So I feel like you need to have to be able to do a little bit of both. That's good. And I think being able to be an all-around player really helped your program this season. Tell us about what you guys accomplished this season. Um, I mean, we were undefeated for 14 games, I believe. We went 14-0. and And then... We won the by district championship and lost that area to Amarillo, and that was um, the, the first ranked team in 5A. Okay. So that was a fun experience. It was a great experience. And so going 14-0 and 0 during such a trying season, what do you think was the key to you guys having that long stretch of success? Just teamwork. Everybody was just communicating, you know, just making sure that everybody was doing what they were supposed to, I mean, and then making sure everybody knew what their role was, was the biggest part. Awesome, and you said role. So what do you think your role is um, at Bel Air? I mean, I got another great player on my team, KJ Ware, so it's kind of hard for us to, like, figure that out. So, but eventually we came together and we were just like, we got to do this together. And what well, we found that out early, thank God, and um, well, we were just able to have a beautiful season. 
Yeah, and there's nothing like that. I still have my partner, who was my point guard partner when I was in high school, and we're still really good friends, so you and KJ will probably have a, a long-lasting relationship. You know, you've been in the paper, you know, talked about how humble you are, how hardworking you are. Um, you talk about where you come from. What do you think, um, what, what is one thing that you can share with the young players who are coming up in the community that you came up with, uh, who are looking to be successful? What can you tell them? Mm, be positive. I feel like everybody looks at the negative end of things. Like they they look at, oh, I'm being looked down on from El Paso first before saying, oh, I could be looked at at another college or something. I feel like if you put the work in and the time in, then think good things will come for you. Awesome. And so, what's in store for you in the future? Where do you plan on being? Uh, hopefully, right now I'm planning on going to a JUCO. So I'm still working on that right now, and maybe playing professional ball maybe even overseas or something like that. Well, that's awesome, Tony. I wish you good luck. Thank you for spending the morning with us, and I'll be looking to see good things from you, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right, take care. Same to yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Here at the Borderland Sports Report, we are honored to have Coach Rodney Lewis of Chapin High School, and we are honoring him today as our Outstanding Coach of the Year for the BSR. Hey, Coach Lewis, how are you today? I'm great. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing good. It's been good talking to you off camera, per se, but congratulations on the award. Uh, what does that mean to you to earn that award? Uh, it means everything, um, but more importantly, it's, it's an award for, for kids. So that's why we're in the business, Coach. Um, and when you get blessed to have the kids that I had this year and, and for them to be able to do the things that they've done, I mean, this award is for them, for the community, uh, for the people at my school, my administration staff, for everybody that believe in us and, and put us in a position that we can go, go try to make the best um, move we can for our Paso and for our community. Well, that's awesome. That's, I mean, that's why we get into this, this field for kids. Give us a little bit about your coaching background. Coach, where have you been in your career? Oh, man. Um, whew. I started at Chapin um, as a freshman coach under Tom Shooker. He gave me an opportunity when the school first opened up and they were building. First year was Shooker, Coach Shooker first, and the next year was Coach Ortega. And then I became the freshman coach. Um, I was there for four years and then I was blessed in, um, to work with Coach Forbes for 11 years at Andrews. And, and during that time, I've learned a lot. He, he gave me a lot of responsibility. Coach Shooker taught me the basics on how to be a coach and, and be a professional. And then Coach uh, Forbes allowed me to to grow in, in, and find myself as a coach because that's the most important thing as a coach. You have to find your own voice, be your own person. And Coach Forbes allowed me to do that, and we had a lot of success at Andrews. And then after 11 years at Andrews, I decided to move um, to get away for a minute. It became a lot here. Um, and then I went to Arizona and coached under Coach Jake Marine, um, one of my friends from college. And it was a fun year um, because uh, we went to the Elite Eight there. And then the Chapin job opened up and um, I have my kids here and I'm sitting down, we're talking to my kids about moving back and they all agree, my best friends, Coach Wallace, Coach Weaver, talked me into it, was very supportive through the process. And um, I, I applied for the job and got the Chapin job and I've been here for three years and it's been a, it's been a joy. No fun attended. <laughs> no, that's 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 an awesome pedigree that you've had, and um, I've kind of followed you a little bit on social media and followed your story. And um, it seems that you had a really good relationship with Cliff Tucker, and that he really motivated you to come back to Chapin. Um, and you know, you've you've 
you've dedicated a lot of your season, some a lot, a lot of the things that you've done to him. What do you think he would say about the success that you guys have had uh, in the last three years as a program? Uh, I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> um, anytime I get to talk about Cliff, I'm, I'm blessed. Um, anybody that knows that guy had a chance to be around him, I was blessed to be like a father figure to him and, and to, to know him since he was little and to coach him. Um, he, he, to be honest, he's outside of my kids. He was the main driving force of me coming back because prior to his death, that's when all the um, interviewing and stuff was going on. So we had a lot of dialogue back and forth about how much it would mean to him or mean to our community for me to come back. So what would he be thinking right now? First of all, he'd be upset that we lost. <laughs> um, but more importantly, I think he he's smiling down um, that we are doing well and 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 that we're making history at the school and, and and he probably would want to be a part of it. And um, if he was still alive, he'd probably be one of my coaches on the outside um, because I'm quite sure his professional career would still be going, but he would probably be at practice and helping and bringing his uh, his happiness, his joy, his, 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 his uh, vibe, his great spirit to the gym and um, teaching kids like KJ Lewis and and the other guys on my team how to be um, how to prepare for this game and represent Chapin. Um, I think he would be proud. And you know he was such a once in a generation talent there at Chapin and you just mentioned KJ who is another once in a generation talent. Do you see any similarities between the two players um, in their game and how they approach the game at all? Um, I, I tell people this there's no similarities. Um, Cliff approached the game with the with the the mindset of it's a it's a privilege and honor, and I'm gonna have fun at all costs. You mm -hmm. coach, you can rip me. I'm gonna laugh at you. And then he just turns everything into to ease, and 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 you you're in the gym with him, and you can't stop laughing. I mean, you want to have serious moments, but he's always gonna find a way to turn it into something fun and make you lose. And he cared about his teammates more than he cared about himself. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, KJ is a dog. Like, to be so young, so talented, so gifted, he's just a fierce competitor. And so we're a lot alike. Mm -hmm. And so we, we bump heads a lot mm -hmm. because, you know, he, he wants this, he wants that, and, and he's just, uh, just going to try to win at all costs. Cliff has a different approach, but when you cut on the lights, when it comes to winning, then that's when the similarities start. Like, neither one of them wanted to lose, so they'll do whatever it takes. Cliff will do it with his all-around game, and KJ do it being a dog defensively and uh, being an attacker. So it's really not similar. No but similar. You know, but, the approach of winning. But equal right. But winning is the game, and you guys did a, a lot of winning this year. How do you balance that, having that such talented player and trying to meld that with the team? What, what was your approach to making it all work together? Well, it, it started last year when he first transferred in as a freshman. He was green. Um, a lot of maturity on the other side. He... You know, he's a Midland kid, and they have a tight community, a basketball community there. His mom is a coach, Monica, and they have a tight community. Those kids grew up, and if you notice, all Midland kids, if, no matter where they're at, they're, they play hard, and they're making an impact on where they're at. So he had to adjust, and it was tough for him to leave Midland behind. So we did our adjustment starting last year. So coming into this season, I was already knowing that we were going to, the way we lost last year, we were already had the mindset that we wanted to improve. So. He changed, he grew mentally, he had a great summer, put himself out there, got himself nationally ranked, got himself state ranked, 
by what he did over the summer, which was incredible during the pandemic. And then he just brought a different mentality back. And then he accepted his team here. Last year, they didn't really accept him. He didn't really accept um, them. And, and, and so it was a little, you know, it was hard to deal with. But this year they were really, really close, um, much closer than last year. So I think they all had decided that winning was more important and, and they had a goal of winning the state championship. And so with that, you know, the, the team gelled and it was much easier to, to coach them this year. And there's always that that storming part of assimilating into a team. And, you know, assimilating into a new culture at Chapin, you've come from a really great pedigree. How were you able to come in and establish your presence as the coach and build that culture at Chapin that's gotten you to where you're at right now? Well, I'm a Northeast guy, Coach. Um, so it doesn't matter what school you're coaching at in the Northeast, whether it be Parkland, Irvin, Panthers, Chapin. Um, the kids want to be pushed. They want to be successful out here. And, and I, I'm all around the Northeast, so, you know, kids know who I am, whether they come to Chapin or went to Andrews or wherever, because of my presence. I go to middle school games, we go to track meets, we go, and we try to be as supportive as, as we can with our youth, whether they decide to come play for me or not. It, that doesn't matter to me because at the end of the day, we just want to see all these kids around here have an opportunity to make it. So. It, it didn't take long. The school is, is, we have great leadership at the school with Coach Marsh and the rest is easy. They're very supportive. Our, our, our faculty and staff is very supportive. Our, the kids are very supportive. Our co other coaches and the, the other programs are very, very supportive because they're winning as well. So coming in there, my, my biggest fear was how do I get, get to be like Coach Morales in volleyball or, or Coach Mills in softball? I mean, these guys winning constantly. It would be embarrassing to come over here and not put, put anything up on the, in the rafters. So I took it as a challenge, and we're just going to keep grinding. Well, it seems like challenge accepted. You know, I, I talked to Coach Weaver also, who was our, our girls uh, coach, outstanding coach of the year. And I hear a lot of consistency of message from the two of you, which I think is really awesome. Um, and you guys have come from a similar, that same coaching pedigree. How do you guys work together to continue to making both programs succeed on campus? Well, well when you coach with your brother, um, you're only going to get better. So, Weaver, his greatest strength is his preparedness in anything he does. So, like, you know, like, like we're doing our budget yesterday, and uh, I know that if I have him sit next to me, that I have to step my game up because I already know he's going to be prepared. I'm the older guy, so sometimes I, like today, I sleep in. <laughs> you have to wake me up, but I know he's going to be there. I know he's going to always have my back. On the flip side, he knows I'm the passion. So he knows like if he gets into a bind, I'm gonna lift him up, it's, it's no problem. So when you have iron and iron, it sharpens iron. And so we have this thing where we call ACC and we've been doing this for a long time. I've been with Coach Weaver, he's been next to me. Um, when we talking years, like we, we accomplished that at Andrews. We, we did it together along with Coach Costello and Coach Forbes. That was, you don't get to that kind of success without, without building a brotherhood. Um, his family is my family, my family is his family. And when he got hired, just, it, I mean, some of the success, to be honest, that we had this year is because my brother is in the building with me. The energy changes. So it's a beautiful thing when, when you can look next door. He has a key to my office, I have a, I have a key to his. We go in there and you see somebody with equal equal drive, equal passion, equal uh, persistence. And you know that we're about kids. I go talk to his girls and talk to my guys. And 
gotta love that well, there's no doubt while you both are the BSR Outstanding Coaches of the Year coach, Rodney Lewis, I just want to say congratulations. Um, we're really excited for what you guys are doing here in El Paso and wish you good luck. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Okay. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Yeah.